Aloha, welcome to the Potosaurus. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have the man of the hour, Lou. Hey, what's up? And Timber Taff. Hello. I'm trying so hard not to say ongaku to you. (laughs) 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 So, so hard. (laughs) How are we on this lovely March 3rd of our given lore 2020? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing great. I am death. Sound, Roger, Roger. You sound so <laughs> bored already. We're just dead inside. Uh, uh, welcome to the Potosaurus. Today, I guess we'll talk. Do you want to? Do you want to talk, Ken, about something? Wow, this is going on longer than I thought. Enemy forces have <laughs> captured a command post. <laughs> Been playing uh, a lot of Battlefront 2 as of late. <laughs> wow. What? What, a, what a surprising thing to jump into in the year of our Lord, March 2020. March 2020. No, because I really like Battlefront. I don't really care so much about the the whole loot box thing. It doesn't affect me. I'm not going to pay for the money, so it ain't going to affect me. But pay for the money. Pay for the money. <laughs> now you're really thinking the the long con here. You pay for the money, so you get more money, and then with that, you can finally buy loot boxes, which actually contain yeah. gotcha machines that you then mm-hmm. put money into to open up a gotcha pod, and uh, it it'll have for the more chance money. for the chance <laughs> for some money. Exactly. Uh, I think uh, I, I think I heard a similar sentiment recently, and I don't know why I didn't think this way. I guess because so many um, free thinkers of the YouTubes and internets um, regularly complain about things and are so convincing about how much they dislike the thing that it al- that it like it rubs off on you. You're like, oh, you're right. That's disgusting. It's horrible that they would even think to do such a tragic tra- like it's such a travesty. And you don't think about, well, did I care about this before? Would I normally care about this? Like, should I, should I really care about this? Should I be up in arms about this? I've, I've had this conversation before with, um, I think it was uh, Squid about loot boxes and um, kind of had the same conclusion of just like, you know, the company needs to make money. If this is a way that they're going to make money, it's fine you know as long as they put in the 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 forward foot of just like hey you should probably know that you're about to spend real money and there should probably be things in place to make sure that people who should not have that money do not make transactions with said money (laughs) um but in terms of like the the business model it's you know people spend their money if they want to or don't. Uh, I don't. I don't necessarily know if developers should necessarily be held accountable for the psychological struggles of people who can't control their own compulsions. 
like I, it's it's a it's a treacherous tightrope here so i i don't want to like dismiss it but I, I, what are your opinions i mean that's for one that like my thought is from just from a basic standpoint um they're already making a ton of money on it it's more just to make money so it's kind of just like you're apologizing for capitalism a little bit but at the same time they use those things Not the yes, same comrade. way as, it's like the same things that they use, like like scratch off anything like that, which prey on people who have compulsive like gambling habits, you know, right? Things like that. So it's less of like, well, just I'm sorry, people can't like, control themselves. More of like, no, they prey upon those people to get them to do it. It's it's less of these people can't control themselves. It's they know these people can't, and that's why it exists. True. Is there something to be said about? having a model like that in place in a game that you already paid money for versus one that is free to play and has these systems in place or does it not really matter because the implication is the same the implication is kind of the same on both but it's less of an issue i think if the game is already free up front it becomes more of an issue when i'm paying 60 dollars for a game you're asking me to spend more money on things that normally would have been in there and like you're asking me for microtransactions on top of a game I already paid a premium price for. So yeah, like, I feel especially similarly. Like, especially if it's like a remake of something, and then they're like, "Well, like like Final Fantasy VII remake, three classic summons are DLC, and this is already a game that's been chopped up into three parts." So not only is the one game, which really it's not much longer than any other Final Fantasy game, it's being chopped up into three parts. So we're getting, you know, basically an one hundred and eighty dollar game. Plus, then paid deals, paid DLC of things that already came out, that were already in the original game. On top of that, and now, in most people are just like, whatever, it's fine. They need to make their money because Square Enix doesn't ever make money, you know. They're, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. They're um, just hurting. Out, they're just out there hurting. They're just a small indie developer. <laughs> right. No, I, but those pre-orders they don't, they weren't originally summoned in Seven though. Which ones? Um, small Chocobo, stuff like that? Yeah, and Kektar and all that. They were in there. Kektar was an enemy, if I remember correctly. Kektar's always been like a summon in other things, too. I mean, Kektar but was just... it wasn't in 7, though. Oh my god. But it's already it's already a game where they're splitting it up into three dis- at least three parts. We only know multiple parts. So, mm. a remake where we're getting the worst part of the game for one, for $60, and then summons are extra on top of that? So, you're telling me this yeah, game is already... It's it's summons for that weren't originally in that game, But though. it's a remake. There is also not a bunch of cutscenes and voice acting in that game either. Should we be paying extra for that? Mm. <laughs> for but. a game which already is fairly tone deaf in its execution, just by noticing how the characters are presented in the demo. Oh, Did mm. you play it yet? Nope. I can say oh, at least I have this no much. interest. <laughs> I can say <laughs> no from this. In seven, oh, are you arguing me? Arguing with me? I can say at least this much for seven. Every character that like, you encounter in the demo feels like they've updated mm. them, except for Barrett. Barrett is still in like an awful '90s stereotype of a like oh. a black man. He's just angry <laughs> '90s black man stereotype, whereas everyone else has been updated. And everyone's like, well, he's Mr. T. It's like, no one knows who Mr. T is in 2020. The people playing this game now that are new <laughs> are like, the Zoomers playing it. Like, they're going to be like, who the fuck is this supposed to be? Oh, is he, is he supposed to be Mr. T? Who is Mr. T? 
Like, why is he the only one that hasn't been updated yet? How is he the only one that's still, like, an offensive stereotype character? This has come up, like, almost every chat that I've gone to with people playing it. They're just like, why is Barrett so out of place and a cartoon character in this game? Whereas Cloud has been so, given how, more of a how cool far is the demo? I, I, I haven't... I probably will get it later on, but I'm not really gonna play a damn one sort of thing but so, how how is the demo so i didn't finish it i played probably um have, you, you've played seven though haven't you yeah so i don't know exactly where it ends i got to that scorpion boss like right when you said the bomb i don't know how much okay. is after that i think it's probably like another 10 20 minutes i ended up dying there because like i wasn't really paying attention i was like still getting a hold of the battle systems normal mode's actually also a bit more difficult than i thought it would be now that it's like oh my god this is so hard it's just like I'm not really good with action RPGs and like just like some like kind of ridiculous ways to get around me dying in a normal mode game. The TV that we have is really dark, so I couldn't actually read the numbers on the bottom right side. I can't ever read anything on there. I actually don't play games on our main TV because I can't read anything and I can't. It's kind of an old HD TV at this point. It's like 10 years old, so I, I can't adjust the colors on it, which is such a weird thing to even complain about. But like I can't play. Um, I was trying to play the Outer Worlds on there and i actually had to switch to the pc version because the text was so small and the screen was so dark i couldn't read it i was like in front of the tv i'm like my eyes aren't this bad but like i was doing that and i couldn't read where their health was also some weird things the battle system feels like a mix between 15 and 13 and that should scare people because <laughs> what you do is you mash buttons or i don't remember maybe you can hold the button down i, I know i just mash buttons to attack and then you build up atb gauges so you can do basic movements or like um techs you have to build up a gauge to heal to use a potion or any item which if you die and get revived and come back with no health you need to attack the enemy more or wait for it to lo- like you know reload that bar so you can heal yourself yeah, it 100% bothers me. Uh, going under the, I had gone under the impression that it was going to be a faithful recreation, so if the entire battle system is not faithful... I, I thought they switched it so that you could do that also. So there is a classic mode, I didn't try a classic mode yet, where the characters, I guess you would walk around the auto battle, and then you're, um, you can just you know change the... Um, like You can like pull up a menu for everything else that's going on. So okay. like say you don't want to sit there and butt mash, there is it. It's only locked to easy mode on the demo. I don't know if that will be included with anything else. I, I'm all for that for like people having options and accessibility. Um, I just I didn't get on with the demo that much, but I also don't really like Final Fantasy VII, so I know my opinion is going to be pretty much like you know people are right. going to ignore it because who cares anyway? Because I don't like it. But I just I've never gotten into seven. It take this demo in this game take or this current game coming out take place in my least favorite section of the game, which is the boring, mm. drab, dreary slums of Midgar. I I've never got I've only gotten past Midgar one time and then I stopped right around the time that we got Yuffie because oh god it's just such a, such a terrible part of the game you steal all your I items do, and you have to go fight her or something I do have I do have concerns about Square Enix's approach to the release like you said the kind of a a tone deaf execution just effectively by splitting this game in three parts they're going the episodic route they have yep. to like if you when you split up so. Name a series since like 2010 that has done well with the episodic formula. 
Telltale mm. would count if not for the fact that the life is strange. Them. I say life, life is, strange is strange. My other thought. I guess that's true. That wasn't Telltale, was it? But All that's right. also not. That's not also a big like you know epic action game type thing either. Like, like a big long RPG. Like that's something that I think worked in the episodic right. format because it kind of felt like you're playing a TV show almost. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, can you imagine? Like... Can you imagine if this game goes the route of Half Life Two episodes where we have one, two, and that's it. They never yeah, finished three because they got because they got bored, right? Like, like what if somehow this comes out and they plan two, and then they like and people there's such a huge backlash to it, and then the second part comes out and somehow that sells less than the first part. What if they decide it's not worth finishing? Mm-hmm. What if they're like, well, let's just cut our losses because like we have to make the whole new thing and like say like I don't know like the first game just a million copies. I'm just using this second game sells like five hundred thousand. They're just like, well, it's the next one's going to be you know like it could be like you know. 300,000 or less like is this worth our time they might like the only reason that we got like um 313 games was because they one messed up the the whole thing with versus 13 and um agito and then hmm. they basically just reused assets for 132 and 133 it was a lot of reused mm-hmm. stuff so it was just cheap that's why there's like almost no cg cutscenes in those because they were cheap to make because they knew they had it. They had already spent the money on the other stuff. And they just repurposed things. They can't really do that with 7. Because you don't go back to Midgar. Once you leave, you're gone. Yeah. I, I think it's a... Uh, it's emblematic of the future. It's hard to predict. And for their... For all of the things that I don't like Square Enix for... Um, they do have a habit of... Finishing or at least repurposing things that they were working on i think it's been very rare with them that they've just outright not done a thing like 15 hasn't been finished yet and it's not going to be (laughs) yeah it's never going to be finished imagine (laughs) imagine thinking that game was going to be finished when you bought it and then finding out even after a second round of like dlc and stuff it's still not finished Imagine when Versus was originally announced and that was going to yeah. be the game. And... So I guess I guess it's more that this might be an emblemic problem of modern Square Enix and I'm operating of the mindset of, hey, Final Fantasy XII was a good game. Remember that one? <laughs> that was the last good Final Fantasy, like at least in, it, in it name. It really was. It really was. 14 I mean, four- says hello. <laughs> well, we, let's be fair. We're not going to count in 14 and 11 just because they're MMOs and most people are going to be like, I didn't play those. Mm. Like if you're going to talk to like the main final fantasy fan base like one of my moderators um pasta demon i think she hasn't played any other final fantasy final fantasy except for 10 and 14 because she she's not going to go back and play the other ones mm. like most people if you play 14 it's more likely that you like mmos rather than you like final fantasy in the flip side if you don't like mmos you're probably not going to play 14 i don't play 14 the only online games i play are monster hunter i tried 14 i got through like a small chunk of the elven like starting area and i was like yeah it It feels pretty tropey it felt so tropey that like i'm sure maybe the rest of it gets better but so far it feels like a did you get to ifrit at least probably not i i didn't get very far so if you're not require a lot of patience if you're not a big mmo person the tutorial of 14 goes on for way too long like, I think that might be even, like, your first 30 days is just trying to get through the tutorial of your character. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a big chunk. And, like, it picks up once you start doing the initial dungeons. 
it starts picking up from there and then you do effort like effort is like the first like big thing that you get to do in that game which is i i really did like because i was um originally when i played 14 i was having trouble getting through there and then once i hit ifrit and then all the other summons that you face then it gets a little bit more into the story kind of thing i've heard that like the um the story by the time like getting through even like the vanilla and then the dlc the story is actually very good and has probably one of the best main villains of a final fantasy game Oh like, yeah, once the the hook that you go through, at least with MSQ, which is the base game to Heaven Sword, is probably one of the best hooks that I ever went through in a Final Fantasy game. And going from there, like my bar was set even higher at every little hook into the next expansion, which was it's been amazing. Yeah, and like they do so much with that. Like that one's still I know it's an MMO, so most things are still updated, but they've made They've made such an effort to connect other IPs into it where that felt natural in a way, I guess. From what I've heard, like the near one, I mean, near they can always find a way to fit that in. The Monster Hunter one, wasn't that just the Rathalos that showed up, or was it um the Yeah, Rathalos. And like in the like in the converse was in Monster Hunter World we got uh Bahamut, right? Yeah. I, I can't beat that one um Tichiyaku, uh mission where it has the crystal because it just like wipes me i get wiped every time by that thing so i've never actually seen what the next part is but like they threw them in there in a way where they're not too jarring like even when you're running around in the area and um i don't remember any of the names of stuff from world right now where you run around the area where you do that stuff there's cactuars around there and they don't look that out of place because you're just at first like what the hell is that and you run over like that's a cactuar but like you're in a desert (laughs) area so it kind of like so it kind of makes sense that something like that would be existing Mm -hmm. so like if you weren't even aware of final fantasy and like you just saw that it wouldn't look that out of place because they even kind of did it in the graphical style of monster hunter so it's not just like like oh that's a final fantasy 10 cactuar right there why is that in here cool so our first little (laughs) little topic that we did is speaking uh, of speaking of jarring (laughs) as a final statement about the uh loot box conversation um <laughs> i just wanted to say that's what we were talking uh, about <laughs> yeah <laughs> um exactly yeah it was great um i i just wanted to clarify i think one thing that i do notice with the, these discussions is i think that there's a it's a two-sided coin right one is is it an ethical quandary for developers on whether or not to use loot boxes and is it something that should be fixed that most people i think are in agreement in And I think the second part of this coin is, should I personally be offended? Should I personally do something about it? Which at the end of the day, the best thing that any individual can do with regards to this, uh, I guess, semi-political gaming issue is if you don't like the idea of loot boxes and you want to see them go away, you have to make the conscious decision to not give it money, right? Yeah, vote with your wallet. Exactly. I mean, that's all like, you can do. You for can do one that. thing, so you can do that, or go, you can go, go bitch ahead. on Twitter, right? Yeah. Well, f- like for me, because there's there's to that two side of the same coin there, where developers have to take charge of it, but you yourself, the player, needs to know. Okay, well, there's these kind of things that are going around. What can I do for myself to to make sure that I don't fall victim to these kind of things? It's you got to know your limit of what you're paying for also. Right. 
yeah so i just kind of want to double back on that because i realized that we went down the uh maybe the ethical rabbit hole with it and then we ended up at, at final fantasy 7 which was a great place to go but uh just wrapping up my feelings on that so what have you been playing timber though since i've mentioned that i've been playing battlefront and lou's been pretty much playing final fantasy at no, least I, the demo i, I did but, that for like at least that, yesterday like that's not like, like a dabble in it <laughs> i have been living in a glass wall of witcher um it's been great. Oh my god! I swear to God, if you sing that song, I am going to fly to Michigan, Wisconsin. Where are you? the hand? <laughs> Minnesota, one of those. Oh no! Well, um, I have great news. Uh, I've I just swear finished. I have a cover. Producing a cover. And I just oh need to do the video for it. It has it has nothing to do with okay, anything. Let's, uh, how, how much how much does tickets cost in American Airlines? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is Timber's last episode on the Potosaurus. Oh, please, no. please wish him good luck in the future, and hopefully, someone toys, th- 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 tosses a coin to his bitch ass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, besides The Witcher, which has been a really good time, and uh, shockingly. Um, it's pulled a lot of Polish viewers who also shockingly were not that into the Witcher. <laughs> I just really the Polish series would bring in Polish people. You're not even prime time for Poland, are you? No, I'm not prime time for Poland. But I, I, I don't know if you heard the last part of that. The, the ones that are coming in don't actually like the Witcher. Or don't follow it that closely. Like they're just like, oh, you know. Uh, there's some streamers on. Uh, this one's doing The Witcher. Uh, I'm Polish. I guess I'll watch. It's like it's, it's like, like, <laughs> it's like someone doing like a fable storytelling of like ah I know that series. It's made my country fairly fairly popular. Ah, let's go watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's I think it's great. But but they're you know they're what, all great. You know what? Make this guy's day. Let's go in there. And tell him we're Polish and we don't like the game he's playing. He's gonna love it. <laughs> oh, you guys like The Witcher? Like, they're pretty popular. Yeah, we don't like it. It's like if I'm streaming Yakuza and then a bunch of Yakuza people just come on and say, Ah, I love it! Hey, he knows a thing. <laughs> hey, it's my thing. Um, hey, he chopped the pinky off like we do for Big Jimmy there. Apparently all Yakuza are just mafia members in the Italian mob. <laughs> hey! <laughs> hey! Um, hey, we had the punchkis. Uh, so... That's not a distinctly Romanian. It might have been. I'm not so sure about that one. Um, other than playing The Witcher, I've also passively been playing Wolsen through my roommate. Um, I don't know if you guys heard of this one. Are you familiar with no, Wolsen? Lost in like the like the convenience store? What? Timber, <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very honest with you. If it's something you're like I'm really excited about, I was playing this game. It's really cool. We probably have never heard about heard of it before. Well, not like we probably Ken for sure. Me probably not. Most more <laughs> likely, but like we probably have never heard of it. If you're excited about it, perfect. That's how I like it. Um, so, Wolson is a very recent game that came out. I think it just came out of early access. It's an official release. It is basically the ARPG to make. That, that everybody was thirsty for. Like, ever since Diablo 3, they've been like, I really want another Diablo. And then Wilson was like, we heard you. Here you go. Have 
another Diablo. Um, and it's out. It's very pretty. It's fully voice acted, which I thought was actually pretty impressive. And um, it's very buggy, which is also pretty impressive. Um, I watched my friend <laughs> uh, work his way through this game. And after he finished his first character, he went on to make a second one because he wanted to make a sorcerer after he made his like big burly broody guy who just beat everything up. It is definitely one of those games where you have 50 or 60 things trying to attack you at once and somehow you can take them all on. Um, but the... Uh, the thing with his sorcerer playthrough is that for some reason he ended up partied with someone he didn't want, like he accidentally accepted a party member uh, because the game's like semi multiplayer and um, he didn't want that person in the party. So he immediately rejected the party invitation with this person who was in act three when he was playing in act one. And when he reloaded his save, his character who was from act one level 17 was now in an act three zone completely alone uh, and there was no way to go back. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, it has some interesting problems, but it's definitely uh, promising, especially if you're into Diablo likes. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm not really. Well, into that's Diablo. good. Neither am I. <laughs> what would it take to get you into Diablo? Like, what, what, like, what if they made a Diablo Resident Evil? No, because Book of Memories exists, and that's kind of like a Diablo dungeon crawler set in the Silent Hill universe, and I I don't like that. I mean, like if we're really going to get into like Diablo, like I guess Outbreak is kind of like Diablo, the closest we're going to get, and that's also I hate I don't like that game. Oh wow. Maybe kinda... like if if they did one where like I'm trying to think, maybe Monster Hunter. But even then, I'd rather have like more full control over my character. I don't know. I'm trying to think of something. Oh, Pokemon. Maybe Pokemon. But isn't that just what Mystery Dungeon is? Like Diablo Light. Do do you beat up swarms of Pokemon in Mystery Dungeon? Not swarms, but you beat up other Pokemon. Hmm. I still have to play Mystery Dungeon, although I'm glad that the rebakes coming I, I think i was a little disappointed when i found out it's literally just like hey remember that game have it again it's uh, it's which... real ugly looking too because it's like this weird filter over the already existing 3d models they've been using since um x and y so it just looks really jarring like it's u- it looks ugly i'll throw up a picture here it looks ugly I think I'd still probably enjoy playing it over going back and trying to experience mystery dungeon um, in its original graphics, but I'll, I'll take a look at the ugliness. Because the thing is, people also said the that Sword and Shield was ugly, and I really I, I Sword really and Shield is really that. ugly. If you look at the previous game in the series, like even just go to Let's Go, Let's Go looks better than Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield, like all the colors are washed out, the animations are really stiff, like it just like the wild it, area for it looks one is really underdeveloped. Crit. Yeah, it looks so weird. I don't. I have no idea. Like, I've been playing Monster Hunter G... Or, yeah, I guess Monster Hunter GU. I always want to call it Double Cross. I've been playing that on the Switch, which is a port of a 3DS game. That game looks better. And that is a re-release of a re... of an It's a re-release of an enhanced version of a 3DS game. That looks better than Sword and Shield. And that game has a lot more going on in it than Sword and Shield does. 
The one thing that I did notice when I played Sword and Shield was I did start noticing certain things. Like, I'd look at the trees and be like, wow, there is some aliasing there. But I only ever really noticed it in dock mode. Like, I, I can tell that the game was definitely designed portable mode. first. And, yeah, exactly. Because in handheld mode, I don't notice any of that. I'm like, wow, it looks great for a handheld game. Well, the problem is the developer is only used to, like, hand, like you know, handheld um, handheld systems and they didn't really bother to bring in too many people that worked on console games and maybe get there like i don't know why they like uh, maybe they did but like i don't know why people aren't pulling in monolith soft to do stuff more because the people who made xenoblade know how to do world building bring them in and have them do stuff that's why the world in breath of the wild is as good as it is take that for your what you think or like what you may feel but like that's why the world is at least to the quality it is is because monolith came in to help because they know how to do open worlds. Like, you might say, oh, there's nothing there, but that's all the other design team's part. They just kind of built the landscapes, made everything flow. That's what they do. And Sword and Shield could have had them come in because Nintendo shares all their developers around. And they're like, no. Let's, like, put 30 people on this game and then inflate the number to, like, 1,000, but, like, half of them are marketing. I think they said something like 300 people worked on that game, but like half them were, he counted in like the marketing division and the PR and like the dude who works at the counter and stuff like that. <laughs> it's like, what were the marketing people doing going door to door being like, have you heard of Pokemon? Would you like, well, like a copy? Well, the marketing people would like, you know, handle the sales of the game, advertisements, tie-ins with the anime, like the Pokemon Center mm-hmm. stuff. They would probably handle all that. Yeah. What have you been playing lately, Kale? Well, aside from that, I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter GU, and I just really want to play more Monster Hunter and talk about Monster Hunter. Yeah, I kind of saw that. Should I be going back on, so to speak? Do you have Double Cross or do you have GU or do you have both? I have both. Okay, I just bought GU because it was like 20 bucks in the eShop. I don't know if it's still on sale. Mm. Timber, will you buy Will you buy um, Monster Hunter GU and play with us? What, it, what is it on? Switch. Oh. Uh, is that... So hold on, is that that's not Monster Hunter World? It's actually no. Monster Hunter GU. Is that just like a ported 3DS Monster yes, Hunter? Th- but if you want to play World, do you have World? No, I can probably have World. My computer can definitely handle World. I just it's don't on it. sale on Green Man Gaming right now with the Iceborne expansion for thirty two dollars. That's pretty good. I guess I'll go get it. <laughs> now while you're there, like since you probably were expecting sixty, if you buy two copies of that. And you could send mm-hmm. one to me, then we can play it on PC. Oh, God. <laughs> hmm. I'll have to I think really about wanna... it. I'm, I'm, I'm like doing the biggest, like, kill mad face right now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play it on PC. Let's see. I have Monster Hunter. Hold on. I have Monster Hunter World on PS4, and I don't have Iceborne. I would have to buy it through the Japanese, well, like PSN, wait. which you cannot use an American credit card on. And then my plus only runs until May, which is for the online. The flip side is I can just buy it all on PC, but I'm broke. <laughs> so I haven't bought it because I bought GU instead. Because <laughs> I'm like, this is all new. And like everyone else, like some of us have World on PC, some have on PS4, some people have Xbox One, but everyone has a Switch. So we all got GU. I'll think about it. I saw something surprising on Steam, though. Kyo, are you aware of Dreadout 2? Yes. Did I? I don't know. Did I get a code for that? on because i think i asked for a code for it because i'm not paying for that apparently it's not bad which is surprising because the first dread out was real bad like oh no it's terrible 
the, like, the, the you know, reviews hate like it. if you've never but. played it like you know what fatal frame is you know the thing that ripped off luigi's mansion because luigi's mansion came before fatal frame and they're like the same game now think of like fatal frame and you're like oh this is i think uh i can't remember if they're taiwanese i forgot or i think there's an indonesian company so like an individual Indo- an indonesian developer made a version of like a you know a fatal frame style game but the problem is it's terrible it's really really bad and it's kind of a joke because people are like, oh, Dread Out, I'll try that. That sounds cool. I love Asian horror. And then they play it like, this is really bad. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, I mean, it does look like it got a fresh coat of paint on it, which is really all that I found especially egregious about the first Dread Out is that it was kind of not a good-looking game. But in terms they, of how it played, like mechanically you said, it was bad, just... too. This mechanically, one, it's like, Fatal Frame. I heard it's better. I've heard 2 is better. It is interesting, though, that the way that you're killing things is you're not getting, like, a special camera. She's, I'm literally looking at a GIF of her using her um, her camera phone. Like, her, like, iPhone. She's coming with that, which is fine. I mean... Well, I would say you should pick it up because my friend reviewed it, and I quote, A cat stole that girl's shoe. Give it back, cat. It doesn't even fit you. So that should probably tell you that this is a quality game. I mean, I, I requested a code for it. I'm probably not going to get it because I'm not going to... I'm not paying for it out. But I want enough. All right. Yeah, I was just I was just shocked. I was like, okay. I, I I was trying to find Monster Hunter World on Steam, so I was clicking to get there, and the first thing on my page was like, we recommend Dread Out Two to you, and I'm just like, I think you have me confused for Kyo, but sure. That and uh, Pathologic Two, which I've kind of been wanting to check out because Ice Pick Lodge makes some insane stuff. That is such an unfun game, but it's also oh. not meant to be a game. Well, it's Pathologic's not meant to be a game. You just how did someone describe it? Let me find this. It was a decent quote. Do you know of the speedrunner named Punchy? Uh, no, probably not. Okay, well, he's a speedrunner who's known for his um, he's very opinionated and just kind of like just screams into the void of Twitter and people listen. He's not, like, a bad person or anything like that, so don't take it like that. It's like, oh, he's just, like, you know, toxic. I mean, he's not. He's just, he's very opinionated. He was playing Pathologic. Let me see. Okay, watching a Pathologic speedrun because it's an incredible mood because you just rock up to a town about to undergo a pandemic and you just fucking sleep on your friend's couch for two weeks and then it ends. <laughs> oh, man. And so here's his description of it. Pathologic 2 is engrossing and strangely compelling, but also wildly underwhelming. Sorry, wildly overwhelming, and everyone has the fucking plague. And there's like 8 million things to do and no clear indication of which ones are worth pursuing. And also, I'm starving to death. Fuck. That's his, that's his uh, description of Pathologic 2. <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- I feel like that's probably a good capture for it. I mean, all of Icepick Lodge's games are extreme mind fucks that are enjoyable in a weird way and also terrible to play. Like, not a single one of them is a good gameplay experience in terms of, like, what you're doing in it. Like, potentially the most refined among their games is The Void, and even that is very Eurojank when it comes to what you're actually doing in the game. But um, but there's always... I don't know. It, they, they're probably... There's a lot of artsiness to it mm-hmm. that I can appreciate just because of, it's it's like 
it's like where stalker comes from right like this weird dark cynical worldview that seems to permeate a lot of um eastern european to um russo uh content that comes out Uh, i'm not saying all games from those regions are like that but there are there are there are a hefty few that just seem to have kind of a darker tone to them than your typical western uh, equivalent um so it's very interesting uh kind of experiencing those and i except for cargo (laughs) i don't know if anybody knows about cargo that's the only one that i would say i don't think there's a deeper meaning to it the whole point of the game was that there's just a lot of really weird baby creatures that you use for various mobility tasks for some reason it's like probably where kojima got his inspiration for death stranding if i had to guess there's not even a wiki page for cargo that is that's you know that makes sense like pathologic one and two the void knock knock pathologic classic hd they all have a page but cargo does not it is so bad it is it is the worst thing they've it's rated nine out of ten on steam first of all how does that even work because it's not Zero, a 10 star rating but Zero gamer gave it a seven out of ten and then adventure classic gaming gave it a two out of five okay that oh sorry, two out of sorry. Five. this is the wrong game because that page that game doesn't have a page <laughs> that was the void <laughs> the void is good i like the void this is oh boy it's like some. It's like a cross between Death Stranding and Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. I think that's the best way to describe this game. <laughs> so weird. That's the weirdest idea for a game that I've ever heard of. <laughs> well, maybe you need to play it, Kyo. I'm not sure. I don't maybe hate it's myself up your enough. Alley. Huh. <laughs> Look, all I want to do right now is play Monster Hunter. I don't want to play anything else. <laughs> Although I haven't played another game, which I think you'd actually like. It's probably really right up your alley. Uh-oh. Okay. It's called it's called World of Horror, which I've been doing a, a video series on on YouTube for the past week or so. I've actually been watching your YouTube videos, and I've been enjoying them. Um, Thank Kind of the... I've, I've only really gotten through the... Um, your, your, like, collage like whatever that was the compilation of like several horror games in one game mm-hmm. the demo you've been doing yeah um but it's what definitely do you think been, of that it's been it's been entertaining i've really been enjoying the um the structure of it it kind of reminds me of um sort of older style reviews where it's it's very focused on the game and what's happening in it like there's really you don't have the the youtube fluff <laughs> of modern day right like it's very to the point um and i enjoy the i also enjoy the takes on it like it's surprising to hear you say that you like something i say all the time (laughs) that i like shit but no one listens no one listens people only listen to negatives and then they listen to no positive stuff and that's what i fucking hate about people No, but I sit there, I'm sitting there playing fucking Tomb Raider on stream, and I'm like, I like the world, but this game is really boring and controls awful. They're like, you just don't like anything. I'm like, there's no camera control in this 3D jumping game. 
Like, how is that okay? There's 15 buttons on this controller, and they're all used to do, like, 15 different things when it could be simplified down. Why is there a separate button to sidestep and a separate button you have to hold to, like, turn, but you can't hold both buttons at the same time? I'm I'm just saying you walked away from a game where you explicitly said you don't like this kind of game, but enjoyed a shooter. I've never okay. seen... You you had like a it was like a shooty, shooty kind of quakey. Uh, oh the, uh, yeah, the game. Oh, um, effigy. Yeah, yeah, and you, you you enjoyed it, and I I mean all your points. It makes sense why you enjoyed it. It's just interesting to see you kind of go out of out of your comfort zone of genre and still kind of take away the positive points for it. I think it's not it's not a common thing that I've seen from you. Because, like, I want to know how that was doing because I have the other half of them. I have footage done and mostly a thoughts written down for the other half. But I'm like, does anyone care if I do this I, or not? Oh, I love I love watching it. I think the thing the thing with YouTube that, that boy, this is going to be like, should this be on the podcast or not? But the, the thing with okay. YouTube is that um, it's, a, it's a different flavor from Twitch. With Twitch, it's all about the view in the moment. Mm-hmm. and you know once it's over you immediately know okay that was good or that was bad because mm-hmm. by the end of it there's no chance that you're really going to grow more because of that stream with youtube you can make a video it'll get five views when you released it and five years later when there's a viral hit about whatever the the, the horror demo disc you'll get you know suddenly traction and millions of views for it you can't really predict the ebb and flow of that Mm-hmm. nor should you really base your content on whether or not it will be seen. You should always... YouTube, and, and this is advice that even I struggle with, but YouTube is ba- at its best when you are making content because you find value in having something exist, because you feel it's something that needs to exist. You don't see anybody else doing it, or you could do it better. That's the content that you should make on YouTube, regardless if it does regardless if there's a obvious demand for it from the trends that are going on mm. um, yeah because I, I don't understand youtube at all i think there's definitely a balance to strike you know picking Neither things do that I. Are, <laughs> I think picking things that are somewhat relevant is good but ult- ultimately the underlying decision should always be to pursue passion first numbers second um when it comes to youtube because if you're passionate about it the trickle of five or 10 viewers that come in could instantly transfer into 10 new subscribers. They're not, you know, if you get 50 views and 50 people subscribe to you from those 50 views, that is amazing. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter if the video didn't get a million views because those 50 people are going to keep coming. Right. So, uh, it's a very different game to play (laughs) and a frustrating one. If you, you know, if you if you put stuff out and it seems like the people that did subscribe to you just disappeared from under you, uh, carpet got pulled, that's very frustrating. But as long as you're making what you want to make, I say go for it. And I think your content's good from what I've seen. Like, I think you have a sense of what you want it to be. Yeah, anything else before we move on to questions tonight? Uh, nah. I, I had a thought earlier about something that maybe should or should not. Yeah, nah. It would just be like about the, yeah. Let's just go. 
All right, so let's move on to questions. I know this Ken is the one hosting, but I will move on and do this because it's in my thing. If you are new, there will be a link in the description to join my Discord server if you are coming from here or from Twitch or anywhere. And in there, there is an Ask Kyo stuff. You go in there, you can ask questions. We'll answer it here on this podcast, or if it's more pressing, I will answer it there. You can tag exactly who you want at it, or you can just like leave it generic, and I will like you know vaguely figure out like what who it's supposed to go to now for today's we only we have a few although some of them are all just (laughs) nonsense questions um the first question was uh hideo kojima question mark yes the brilliant god of a man um if i wear my hat and my glasses we kind of look the same (laughs) oh no (laughs) let me (laughs) you didn't see the picture Okay. Yes. <laughs> Timber hasn't seen it. Wait, hold on. Okay. Okay. I'll post this up to remind me. So Kojima Kyo picture here, please. <laughs> do we not do do you not see the resemblance there? Yeah, it's definitely there, man. I think you're <laughs> you know Did you like Death Stranding? Because I feel like I you'd like Death it. Stranding. I didn't I play think it. That's a, I think that's a lie, Kojima. You mean Kyojima? Kyojima. Oh, no! <sighs> uh, Timber, Kojima? Hideo Kojima? Question mark? Uh, yes. Yes, my, my vote is yes. Okay. And then yeah. um, a follow-up well, to that. Oh, that was from Chiri, by the way. And a follow-up to that is, do you think Gamer, in all caps, is an honorary... Do you think Gamer is an honorary title or now merely a mockery? I think it's a mockery, but when people use it's it seriously, a mockery. I find it funny. <laughs> it's, it's such a mockery. Like, there's one streamer I watch sometimes, a uh, speeder named Waifu. His thing all the time is sup gamers, because he's like a 20-year-old kid. And like, he even has like a howdy emote that's just, I think, called Gamers or something like that. Oh, it's no. a mockery now. Yeah, it, it definitely is. I mean... That's that's precisely what. How are you guys doing out there, gamers? I hope that you're gaming it up with your Mountain Dew and Doritos, playing your Overwatches and your League. People are still in the league, right? That's a, that's a, right, yeah. Right. People are still in the league. <laughs> my my ears are bleeding right now. <laughs> like. The only people I, I know now. I toss that, a coin to you. Will you stop? <laughs> I will punch you in the ear next. <laughs> the only there are only like two people I know that still use the term gamer, and they are like really young kids in middle school who say things like "pro gamer move," and then like I don't know, like millennials who are really jaded <laughs> about things, and that's the only people who use the gamer now. <laughs> It's like kids who think they're cool and millennials who just want to bust people's chops and be depressed. I am in that camp. <laughs> <laughs> and I love my new hat. I love it. It's a flat build snapback hat, too. <laughs> it's an oh official snapback. Oh, Lord. All the chops you can you could break with that. All right, next question. We've already answered this, I'm pretty sure, a couple times. From Alabama Tovu. Everyone's in-depth thoughts on Death Stranding. Haven't played it. 
<laughs> it's only going to be me talking about it. And we've already, I think we gave you a chance to talk about it in like a previous podcast. So go back like at least three episodes. Go back to the ones around yeah. November or December. I'm surprised that Kojima didn't play his own game. He's waiting for the PC version with the stupid Half-Life hat. Actually, do you, think he do, do you think he does? Honest question. Do you think that the person who develops these games, like, do they go back and then actually play it once it's, once it's finished? Like, does he appreciate his work that way? Or is it kind of cursed because he's probably, like, looked at the same pixels I mean, for three I know four months? some people that don't touch or listen to the thing that they help create. Yeah, who doesn't so, help listen? Yeah, those listen are some. The thing they help. Those are some weird people, man. I mean, I so. personally don't go back and watch my vods. I don't like yeah. that, and like I well, don't do that. Just, but like, I make my own videos and listen to them, and like have to like you know do the audio for the podcast. So like, I listen to that. But like, if it was on its own, like I don't re-listen to it once it's on YouTube. I don't re-watch my stuff once it's on YouTube. Unless it was a particularly short video, this is true for me as well. Like most of my stuff, when it's like twenty, like a twenty-minute epic, I don't watch it. Not because it doesn't deserve to be watched, but because in order to get it there, I had to watch it over and over and over again for probably three, four to six weeks. Right. So by the time it's out, I'm like, I I know what it looks like. I'm good. Uh. So yeah. Uh, TRLDR, <laughs> unless he tells us otherwise on Twitter, Hideo Kojima does not play his own games. <laughs> that was not the question at all, either. <laughs> Alright, next question from Puddin' Cup. Is it okay to be a gamer after 30? My father keeps asking me why I still play games and all he does is sleep and watch TV all day. Well, I mean, I'm, I mean, he's just gonna watch Jag anyway. I mean, it's the same thing. Like, my mom just sits around and watches, like, The Big Bang Theory, so, like, if my parents ever get on me, like, my dad's like, why do you still play games? I'm like, all you watch is the Military History Channel and then, like, Jack Ryan. So, obviously, you don't do anything different either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely get your point. So, in two years, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to, like, quit. And uh, I'm going to, like, go build a house and, and chop trees the way that adults do. Um, You're going to get yourself some timber? I'm going to get myself some timber. Yeah. You did not respond to my funny joke. You did not respond to my funny joke. I sent you on the thing, on like DMs, I sent you a picture of a Timber, T-I-M-B-U-R-R, Pokemon raid. I said, it's a Timber raid, raid ripping of shreds, and you did not respond to it. Where? I don't, what is this? I don't know where you, what? You go look in your DMs. My D, which, which DMs? My, my Discord DMs? Yeah. It was above me asking you for advice the other day. I was distracted by the advice request. <laughs> it was the picture right before that. From Wait, like, I, all I see are a bunch of voice meter screenshots. No, go up. Go up before the voice meter conversation. It'll be on February 29th. It's before oh a message that says chump. Rip him to sh- it says tip him to shreds because I misspelled it. But it was says rip him to shreds. I, it's a temporary. I think, I think I saw it, thought it was amazing, and then got distracted and forgot to respond. Well, just it's like great. all of my YouTube videos, thank it's you amazing. for the feedback. Kyo, you're you're a great person. Keep up the good work. You're 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 really you're killing it out there. Okay. Go buy me Monster Hunter or send me a stream gift. Make me feel appreciated around here. Give me some nice makeup or take me out on a date or something, Timber. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's too much pressure in this relationship, Kyo. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is why you didn't move here. <laughs> uh, was there another question? Um, Black Shotgun asks, are you a real gamer? You know, this is actually a very nuanced question. No, technically, if I were to say I'm a real gamer, no, I'm not a real gamer. No. I'm like a part-time gamer at this point. I mean, I guess I'd count as a real gamer because all I do all day is play games, but I mean, I do that for work. So, like, yeah, I, honestly, like, I my relaxing time now is listening to Avril Lavigne music on repeat on YouTube, and then occasionally yeah, playing I kind of see Avril. that. Yeah, I have completely messed up my YouTube algorithm because it has no idea what to, to suggest. Me I only <laughs> listen to Avril Lavigne, and then I Avril Lavigne a Monster Hunter. <laughs> well, I only listen to Avril Lavigne, and then I only upload horror game stuff, so it has no idea what to do about me. It's fantastic. It's like K-pop. I'm like, no, no, not K-pop. It's just like shit that usually works. Uh, it's actually pretty great tripping up the algorithm like that. At this point, let me see. What does YouTube think I like? I have learned about three new songs from Ever Levine. Not new, but new for me. They are fantastic. She is underrated. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she's actually she has a very distinct voice. I like her voice. Mm-hmm. She's not a bad singer. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, when she was in her thirties, she thought it was a good idea to make the song "Hello Kitty," and I applaud her for that. Yeah. Yeah, that song is amazing. I love it. They play it all the time when you're in Harajuku. Mina psycho arigato. Kawaii. Oh, no. Oh, apparently. I'm... Go ahead. Go ahead. We're like getting off track. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> um, I am not a real gamer, but I would say, I don't know. There's a fine line. I was going to say creators generally aren't going to be gamers not because, like, yeah, they play games. So by definition, if a gamer is just one who plays games, you're a gamer. But I don't think that's what people are thinking of. Like, when you think gamer, you think Mountain Dew Doritos and and Overwatch slash People who care about the video game pod. awards. Um, it, it's, uh... So, anybody who's, like, creating content is generally not going to be a gamer because... We're, we spend a shocking amount of time making the thing that you're trying t- to watch of us. So when we're making content about a video game, like, yeah, we're a gamer in the sense that we're talking about a game and and exerting a lot of effort into this conversation. But in terms of the amount of game I play, I play like a week of Breath of the Wild or The Witcher or whatever it is that I'm covering. And then the rest of it is looking over that footage to find the best bits for the thing I'm trying to do and then editing it for the next two weeks and stitching some vocals like narration over it or something like we don't you know the the ratio there is like one fifth if that of my time is actually playing the game not even counting real life job and and working out and and eating food it's almost like being like a coach for a sport you're going to talk and tell people about a sport about the thing more than you're actually going to do the thing how many exactly. coaches actually sit there and like actually and like you know actually play football? They'll probably show you a couple like you know moves or whatever <laughs> um, movements, tactics. What do you do in sports? But they're not actually out there playing oh basketball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's not out there doing ollies the way yeah. that uh, the way that coaches do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question from Puddin Cup. Are I you hate the both of you? <laughs> Next question from Puddin Cup. Are you coming on to me? Maybe. Who now? Puddin Cup. 
Just say yes or no. I guess I don't know. Timber, you coming uh, on to them? Nah, I'm not much of a pudding guy. Okay, good. Um, these next ones are kind of linked together, and I know we're we'll quickly get through them. Um, just just a simple answer to this next one from Black Shotgun. What are go to games when you're down or sad? Like, what is like this is my pick me up game? Like, this is gonna either make you feel better or you're Tetris like effect. That's a good one. Or, like, if you're sad, you're, like, you just want to, like, feel that mood a bit more. You're, like, maybe I want to play something a little more depressing just to, you know, work shit out. Hmm. I actually have to think about this for a bit. Generally, when I'm down, I think I don't actually play games that much, but there certainly were ones. Um, That's kind of the same as me. Like, if I'm in a really bad mood, I probably don't want to see or touch a video game. But usually, if I'm in a, if I'm in a bad mood, I want to play a music game. And I'll usually play something like Space Channel Five if I'm like if I'm in the mood to play a game and fairly down because that game is always like it always has something to make me feel better in it. Yeah, it's it's rare for me to like go back to a thing. Lately, it's been Ring Fit Adventure just because I feel better about like the fact that I've exercised. But I think that's kind of cheating. Um, Losing them pounds. Yeah, just being like, hey, I did a good thing. Um, or the other thing I'll do is, hey, I'm feeling down. I should create content because it feels like progress. Like I'm, like I'm doing. Once again, I think productivity is gener- my general cure. Also, generally, just playing a game tends to just make me feel more depressed. It would either be Tetris Effect or the AKB dating game, <laughs> just to make sure that I'm not alone in my life <laughs> that is fucking depressing and sad <laughs> or any st- uh, type of visual novel kind of game because i i like reading so that reading and being invested in a world mm-hmm. makes me forget about how depressed i am in mine <laughs> damn all right we have one more question uh it's kind of like a double two-part one um from tofu what is the most relaxing game you played in the last decade, and what's the most aesthetically pleasing game? They could be the same, or they could be completely different ones. I'll let you guys go first. The last decade, relaxing. that is such an umbrella. Or we could even think about this one and come back to it at the beginning of next episode. Like This could be something we could think about, because this could almost be an entire topic on its own. Yeah, kind of can be. Yeah, let's just remember cause... it for la- for next time. I can think of a game off the top of my head right now that would definitely fit the bill, but also it's so fresh that I feel like it's almost not. Sayonara, fair. Wild Hearts. Wow, how did you know? Because <laughs> that game is like it's big bisexual energy and color and presentation. It is so such an it is such a visual and auditory overload that I can't feel anything else. And by that tangent, it just it's relaxing in its exuberance. Um, I think Katamari was the same way, like just being this big, colorful, loud thing that is so... It, it takes so much of your focus that you can't help but forget anything that you were worrying about. Abzu right. kind of had a similar effect. No one knows what Abzu is. Stop scratching your beard. That comes through? No way. Yes! <laughs> Oh yes, my god! I, okay, yes, because I'm I record done. stuff and I hear myself going. Like, I didn't think my that beard. You, I didn't think you could pick that up. Okay, <laughs> yes, good I can to hear know. It all the time. Good to know. 
This episode brought to you by Timber's Beard. Dollar Shave Club. <laughs> the Dollar Shave Club. Guys, okay, something ridiculous. If you want to know how anime my freaking beard is, uh, I gave myself a paper cut on my hand because I was touching my beard, and the beard literally sliced my finger. Oh, I've gotten um, um, a splinter from my hair before, from like a beard hair. I guess I like cut it really short, and like I went to like you know brush up my beard, and I got a splinter from my hair. Oh my god. I didn't know that beards were so dangerous. So this is a yeah. PSA for everyone out there who's thinking about getting a beard. Know that you will cut yourself on, on the the blades that are your face when you have a beard. Nice. Alright, I think that about wraps up questions. We'll come back to that one from Tofu next time. Absolutely. Um, okay. okay, do you want to take us out of here? Yes, yes, yes. So... Where can we find you lovely people? Let's start with you, Timber. Well, if you would like to see more of me and my stuff, I am on twitch.tv slash TimberTaft, streaming Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays at 9 p.m. Eastern. I do use that schedule very lightly, so you can always check on Twitter, twitter.com slash TimberTaft, to know exactly uh, what my stream days are going to be for the week. Also, I have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TimberTaft, where I post videos, uh, usually it's top tens reviews, parody songs, and and the sort. Uh, lately, it's been more cover songs, and I'm also working on some more um, kind of discussy type of videos where I where I focus in on like specific topics and games and an abridged series for certain games. And uh, also, uh, that's everything. How about how about the rest of you? And you, Kyo. All right, you can find me on twitch.tv slash Hunter. You can find me on Twitter at CokesideKyodio. Um, you can also find me here on YouTube where I've been uploading a full playthrough of World of Horrors extracurricular activity playthrough, or that scenario, as well as an in-depth kind of like informal review in a way of the haunted PS1 demo disc demos slash games that are in there. Please take a look at those both, like, Please take a look at both of those and let me know what you think of them. Um, it's fairly new for me. I'm still like figuring out this YouTube thing, and I appreciate some feedback on that. And also let me know what you think about the f- format of um, this podcast as well. Um, I'm going to try a different video this time around, so hopefully as long as I didn't get too lazy, you'll be seeing something a little bit different that hopefully will relate to what we're talking about. So let me know what you think in the comments. And you can. And you can find me on my Japanese music-based podcast, Ongakadu can find me out there and the website at ongakadu.com. You can follow me at otycam1 where I'm mostly just tweeting about Bang Dream stuff. And if not that, Final Fantasy XIV. But I, yeah. I want to <laughs> say thank you for joining us joining us on this week's episode of the lovely Podosaurus. I'd like to thank the Academy. For, uh, for for putting on this lovely show. Yeah, because this is going to so win the, the the Podcasties Awards. Is There is the, one, isn't there? Like the Casties? Yes, there is. Oh, no. Yeah, there is one. Oh, boy. We're going to use this for your consideration. Yeah. What if we get one over Ongaku to you, even though its production values are higher? <laughs> what if you were not recognized for Ongaku to you, but it was for Potosaurus? I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> 
Let's just say this much. I, I portray two different type, types of Kens when I'm on this podcast and when I'm hosting. <laughs> the many faces of Ken. The many faces of Ken. Because Ongakuri Yuken has to be straight and narrow and ring in the other two. While with this one, I just lay back and I just let you guys talk. <laughs> probably going to cut all of this out. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. See you, everyone. Aloha.